I don't want to sound dumb ever again. Me neither. Yep, that was last episode. We sounded dumb. We're never going to mention actors' names ever again. I feel I really, I almost felt like I should apologize. <laughs> for, for the last episode. Yeah, like I've never been so unprepared. I feel like I've never been so unprepared and didn't pull something off oh. as I did mm-hmm. the last podcast we had. Um, I think it was. I think it was just a real moment, and it was fine. And, yeah. and, not, and we, everyone has their days where they're maybe a little, a little less uh, focused than others, and things like that, or just tired, or who knows, you know? Yeah. Is every episode going to be a banger? No. Last week, for some people, it could have been the banger, and they're like, oh, I hope there's more like this, because this was funny. Because I thought there was a lot of humor in there, too. Sure. And yeah. it's one, it, like we said, it's the thing where the Jeopardy thing, where people get to, like, say the answer on their own and know it, and then the people on the screen are missing it, and they're like, idiots, I knew that one. And then when they get behind the mic or on the Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune TV show, then they freeze. Mm-hmm. Like the men's room, 99.9 KISW, has that afternoon thing where they have, like, um, The Biggest Loser. No, that was a TV show. Um, It's basically something like that where, like, people keep missing questions and they go until someone gets something right. And they're like, man, every time I listen to this show, I'm like, I know all the answers and now I'm on it and I'm missing every single one of them. (laughs) And that's kind kind of the thing that happens, I think, sometimes, too. So you're in good company with the rest of the world. Yeah. Just us dumbos. Well, this is episode 77, I wanted to say. And uh, for those that are joining us and didn't catch 76, it's don't. a banger. No, you don't, don't need to no, listen ch- to it. No, check it out. Don't it's fine. Um, yeah, but Or you can just listen to the one you're listening to, 77, mm-hmm. also. Yeah. I think I'm, uh, well, I know. It's not that I think. I am extremely hard on myself. Um, mm-hmm. in almost all aspects. So I think, I don't know. I don't think I have a good perception of what's, most things. What's cool or what's not. <laughs> no, well, that I mean, for sure. I mean, like, as far as like my, how I present myself, I guess. Oh, yeah, I, I don't like, I like to look back though. on circum interactions sometimes. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that was rough. Circumcision. Like, um, there was something this week, actually. Um, but I want to go. I want to do two things here. I want to go back to that story about the uh, Sprite bottle and the fingernails in it. That some that my friend drank, and you were like, he said, like you would literally not talk to anyone again if you were the one that drank out of it, right? Yeah. So that's that's a sign of like kind of just the level <laughs> of embarrassment that I have. That well, the story is worse because I checked in with them. It's worse. It was. Oh, there's it was another dead level. Skin he. Pe- he dead skin he had peeled off his foot and put into it. It was skin. It wasn't toenails. So it was even grosser than the toenails. Even grosser. Because I, I was like, hey, we talked about this on our podcast. I brought this up. And he's like, no, it was dead skin, dude. He peeled skin off his toes and put it in the Sprite bottle. And then I drank it. <laughs> anyway. That's I had to bring that up. Um, so, uh, it's so it's so gross. 
That's Dolly so was bad. leaning backwards away from the mic just because she couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's really, really gross. That's why I was like throwing up in my mouth a little when I remembered it or when really? I was like there and had experienced it. Um, but I had a moment this last week where uh, I was in Hawaii visiting friends, which was awesome. And um, there's those moments you're like, why did I just say what I said? Mm -hmm. in this moment so um my friend had um just i was visiting friends there and my other friend his older brother was visiting with his wife they came into town to kona to get a tattoo so he got a fish hook on his foot because he's a fisherman and it's this like special kind of hook it looked really cool um it was right on the top of his um like right foot and so i was like oh that's awesome and then um we're sitting on the beach a little later it was the day i was flying out that night and then um, I was talking about, I was like, man, if I, they're like, yeah, you should get one. And I was like, well, not ready yet. And like, not yet. I see you are going to get one. And I was like, well, maybe. So I have a spot on my ankle where like I have hair missing. So I thought of getting something to fill that spot from when I had poison oak years ago. And they're like, you should get a poison oak leaf. <laughs> so it shows why you lost hair on your leg. Um, and then I made the comment because another friend had uh, mentioned that a lot of, um, a lot of men that are maybe into other men get foot tattoos instead of women, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, ver um, am I signaling that by getting a tattoo on my ankle or foot? And then I had forgotten that he had just gotten a foot tattoo. And he's like, wait, what are you saying, dude? And I was like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> what are you trying to say? I was like, oh no, nothing. And I was like more of the ankle. She was saying if I got like just an ankle tattoo only or something, it's not really the, um, the heterosexual men that get those as much. And I was like, maybe that's a stereotype. Who knows? Not a problem either way where someone wants to get a tattoo. But it was funny that I, I was like, why did I mention that when I know he just got a foot tattoo? <laughs> it was just stupid, <laughs> stupid yeah. moment in time. But the foot tattoo is cool. Just like a black fish hook. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want a palm tree eventually somewhere. Um, There's a spider on my wall. Do you mind if I just go kill it really fast? Don't kill right it. Back. Let it live. Okay, right, I'm not if gonna you kill to it, me. I'm going to be sad. Okay. Then be sad. Dolly's, sad going, Dolly's going to kill a spider. Dang it. Crushed it. Okay. Absolutely I'm not, smashed I'm, it. I cannot support that. But uh, I did. I have killed... There's been a mass genocide of ants at our house this week. We had sugar ants that somehow yeah. invaded. And I went. I got in from the airport, walked into the kitchen where they were everywhere... Like 10 of them must have crawled oh on my feet and legs because no. I walked upstairs and now, then they were in my bathroom too. And they're still showing up a little bit. So I don't oh know gosh. what happened, but I, I don't like killing things really, but it happens sometimes. I feel but like with spiders, enough. I'm feeling, I'm feeling less, less like I want to kill spiders now. And it's only because when I was in Hawaii, they have giant, like, garden spiders that just hang out on their porch and they get bugs and stuff and i was working right underneath one like all day on the laptop and it's this big boy like two three inches in diameter with the legs they don't come down and bother you and they're like harmless and my friend's like yeah my my niece just had one run across a big one run across her and she's like yeah it's no problem and he's like if she's not scared why am i freaking out mm -hmm. so you like pet him pet the spider and it moved a little bit <laughs> But they don't bite or anything. And I was like, man, these are huge. They're way bigger than the ones in Washington. So I'm like, I shouldn't be scared of this spider. The spider should be scared of me, and I'll probably just leave it alone. But if they come into my room or run at my bed, they die. But if they come, if they're just on the wall in the room, I'll probably catch them and put them outside. Yeah. I'm a no spider in the house. I have a no spider in the house policy. 
Or outside, so. as it turns out, because you've killed them outside, too. Mm, no, I let the ones outside live. Oh, I thought you had one on your back porch or something you were trying to, like, kill one time. No. And I was like, hey, don't do that. Oh, it's outside. Um, it, it's just a force of habit when it gets near the house, probably. It's like, you're not coming in. The worst yeah. is, like, having something run. Like, I was driving and one crawled out of the air vent and ran across in front of me on the dashboard and mm. then ran into another vent. And I was like, or running around or trying to, it's just, you don't want to have one run across your legs. Kind of like when my friend had a mouse living in his car for a while and you just don't want something to run around and freak you out while you're driving. Turn into like oncoming traffic or something just to get rid of whatever is running on you. Yeah, that hasn't happened to me that often. You've been to Mexico, as you've said before. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of bigger bugs down there, right? In general? Sure. Like scorpions are common to find. They're always in pairs mm -hmm. and you can find them like in the home or whatever. Um, lots of mosquitoes. Yeah. Um, just like loose dogs, you know? They're not yeah, well, insects, dogs, but you know, oh, they're wildlife. Yeah. Wild, wild animals. I mean, the um, scorpions, cockroaches are bigger than some areas probably, right? Just a I don't think I've seen a cockroach in Mexico. I mean, I'm sure they mm. exist, but I haven't seen one where I've gone. Like San Diego has them in the drawers and stuff. Sometimes Hawaii has them all over. A little oh. bigger. Those you'll, there was just like medium size, like two one and a half inches laying out dead on the concrete the next day and didn't mm. <laughs> didn't make it through the night or something. Um, or if something just goes flying around, like oh yeah, it's just another cockroach. We'll get it later. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we're we're in the Pacific Northwest, and this area has the least amount of gross giant bugs. We got spiders, um, some snakes, but nothing super poisonous besides like a rattlesnake. Um, yeah. So we're kind of lucky. Because mm -hmm. most of the places in the world have like very big, very gross things. Um, and I guess there's some hybrid mosquitoes now that like bill gates has been working on this is no joke like working on breeding and so it like supposed to like eliminate malaria and some of these things because then the way that they like bite people is different or it's like stopping the spread of something but it's just kind of interesting like genetically modified mosquitoes so we don't need yeah. to check facts on this you just got to look that up that's kind of interesting sure but where's the line you know like we have genetically modified food so where why not have genetically modified bugs yeah i i mean like all of it's 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 all the same thing you know like why oh it is it's in the their... same category yeah i'm not patronizing any group it's just it's inter it's uh 20 30 years ago to say you'd have like fake foods and all this stuff you're like what what do you mean i'm having stuff that's made in a lab and or a steak you know you can get a steak that's like not from a cow that's created in a lab with like um, in a petri dish steak or something, mm -hmm. you can get that stuff now, which is so yeah, weird. Wild. The amount of animals that are out in the world, part of the process and why they're not overrunning is because of some of the killing for food and stuff. Um, but what happens if people just stop eating meat altogether? And we have a lot of vegan friends out there that'd be like, it would be a much better world, you know? Um, how many sheep would you have? How many cows would you have? All those things. Maybe they just wouldn't be mass produced for stuff. It'd be a lot of milk instead of meat. Yeah, but they still um, produce like CO2 emissions. You know, that is if, the like, problem too. If we're trying, yeah, if we're trying to cut down on CO2, you know, I don't, 
I don't know if I mean I obviously I don't know enough or I'm not even mm-hmm. remotely educated on the um the thing the topic. Yeah. But like I don't know if I mean is it worse to yeah, is it worse to kill cows or to have more <laughs> CO2 more and not kill cows? Yeah. Or maybe not have as many cows bred. But I mean anything without a predator on and the islands have that stuff too. Like mongoose there were brought in to kill the rats. Mm. And now you got years and years trouble. ago. Yeah. Yeah, because the mongoose are up at night, rats are up during the day. So they're like different schedules. And the mm. mongoose have no predators, really. And there's no snakes in Hawaii, so that's cool. You're not gonna worry mm. about getting bit by a snake. But there are like those cane spiders and stuff. Oh <laughs> speaking of spiders, um I had a we they had a pool there for their kids to play in, which was like a foot and a half deep, maybe two feet. Then we drained it after four or five days. And this giant cane spider is the same thing as a um and centipedes are bad. They'll bite and it's the sting of a scorpion. It's like really bad there. Um there was a couple centipedes too. But cane spiders are like the huntsman spider in Australia. They're the huge, huge boys, but they have smaller ones there. So this cane dead cane spider flowed out over my foot as I was I pushed my foot down to like let the water out and this yeah. big black thing just like slid over my foot and I was like, Whoa and I didn't jump because I knew it was dead, but it was mm-hmm. it was it had oh, jumped gosh. in probably to get some water and then drowned in there and the kids had been playing in the pool and it was in the corner somewhere. <laughs> and then like I push it down and then as you're moving the pool out, centipedes like cool area and dark areas. So then these two centipedes come running along and they have millipedes and centipedes there. And millipedes are the ones that are like more flat centipedes mm-hmm. have spikes and little like horns so you see these things running around if you get bit by one of those it can hurt very yeah very bad so i didn't what want to the, experience that what if the kids were playing with a dead spider body <laughs> just going just back and forth with it a friend of mine i, forget the, I forget the exact t- details of it but a friend of mine um his family they're they like go and hunt ducks and stuff and mm-hmm. I guess he was a little kid and um, the the parents found him playing with the dead ducks. <laughs> like like making on, him talk like, hey, how like, are you? Put, yeah, I'm putting on good. a play with these dead ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Holding up the necks, swinging them around. Yeah. Yeah, it's so scary. Oh, that's so I mean, funny. to them, the kid, it's normal. They're like, oh, okay, sure. yeah, this is just All what we have it. at the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Oh, Duck Dynasty, the show? Yeah. I thought it was like, it is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a show, hearing Dynasty, I thought it was Asian related. Like old mm. school imper- Im- emperor kind of stuff. And then when I heard it was about like these southern guys hunting ducks in the woods. I was like, what? This has nothing to do with uh, the duck, like duck dynasty, the Chang dynasty, all these different things throughout history. You got like actual names of like dynasties in, in China. And then they do this with these guys with giant beards, Southern, Southern boys. And they didn't even grow big beards until the show. Mm. They were normal looking dudes. And then when the show, they did the show, they're like, Hey, you guys need to look the part. So the yeah. people that were in charge made them, had them grow out their beards okay. and look like these Southern dudes that go. And I was like, man, it'd be cool if they could have just been themselves, but it sells, you know, they're like, you yeah, know what? We're making a ton of money. So. Sure. Yeah. You grow that big beard. So yeah. I never watched it, but when I heard it was just about people that made these duck whistles, duck calls. 
Did you ever watch Dynasty? The soap opera um, about... I don't think so. It was set in Texas, where it was like Southern like southern charm stuff you know where like it's basically hmm. like any any soap opera but it was like these people with money no i haven't which i probably should check out i honestly love reality tv stuff and i haven't watched anything in a long time i got mm-hmm. away from watching the the fake drama stuff but i've been missing shows like the bachelor and there's a new one on uh, paramount plus i think called like love island <laughs> and i was like oh maybe it's time to dive back into these really uh trashy <laughs> reality shows that people are just very superficial and shallow that I can play in the background and not care about it at all. Are the, um, cause I don't, I don't watch that. The bachelor bachelorette. Um, mm-hmm. but isn't there one currently happening where it's two bachelorettes? Maybe I don't watch it anymore either. Oh, okay. Um, I stopped watching it when they kicked off Chris Harrison the guy that started it and they just he said something in an interview and they took it like wrong and they canceled him and i was like well i'm canceling you guys i'm not watching you guys anymore so i haven't seen it since then um but he did it for like 20 years and i'm just like 20 seasons i'm like and you're gonna like get rid of this guy now after that interview because i watched the interview i was like it wasn't that bad but that's it's all up to interpretation. So I figured in a different show about that. There's a British there's British ones, but the the quality of character. I'm not judging people here, but just the portrayal of what these people are about on the shows is very surfacey. It's not doesn't have a lot of depth. And so I'm like, oh, mm. are these people really like this, or is this for the show? I would hope there's more depth, probably. But that's what keeps doesn't keep you up at night. You watch that show, you can fall asleep instantly. It's not American Horror Story. It's not Stranger Things. You watched American Horror I Story. I watched Stranger Things. Yeah. I haven't finished Stranger Things. I'm on. See, I just finished season three. Watched it. Started in Hawaii because um, Bailey, my friend there, had not watched it. And my friend Sean, her husband, would not watch mm-hmm. it. Or she'd watched it before. He would not watch those with her. So at, when he would crash out, like, okay, we'll watch one Stranger <laughs> Stranger Things. <laughs> so I got started season three, finished it at home. The, um, I got uh, most of the day Saturday. I was just like five left. I'm just going <laughs> to plow through these things. And it w- was really good. But it's... I was thinking about it. The entire show is is drama. It's like it's not drama like interpersonal drama, but it's like stress. There's not there's moments yeah. there's some moments of comedy, but it's woven in between these like really stressful situations where like these beast this beast is after these kids and after these people and and like the whole thing just keeps you on adrenaline. And I watched it during the day with the lights out because it's hard to watch that. <laughs> It's hard to watch that show during the day because it's all shot at night. For some reason, these mm-hmm. people don't do anything during the day. No. At no, nighttime, no. they go school. out and do all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, it's summer, so that's – I don't know why. But for some reason – and they decided to search this house at like midnight or want two in the morning that this lady was like possessed by this beast or something. So they go in and be like – Mrs. Blah blah blah, are you here? And they're shining flashlights. I'm like, why are you doing this right now? They had an inclination. We got to go there now. Like, how about you go first thing in the morning? But then it wouldn't be as as scary because uh-huh. the darkness and the lack of seeing things makes it scarier. Yeah. But season three is good though. It is really good. I'm just like, after five in a row, it was a lot of, a lot of uh, just felt exhausted from the scariness. Mm-hmm. 
and it wasn't like horror movie scary it's like a thriller more but you don't, you think that you know there's people that you care about that you to know that dis- that die but not like main main people but still people you're like oh and why did that have to happen so i don't like to see things end i think that's more what it is yeah it's a good show yeah how far <laughs> where are you at um whatever season was just released um i'm like on like episode five or something yeah the new one's like another dimension kind of or something it seemed totally different of a departure and they took a few years i mean i'm not i I haven't i've only seen a few scenes so i'm not saying it is a different dimension i heard it's the upside down but i don't know it looked way different to me in how it was shot than the first three and you know those master classes that they advertise everywhere? It seems like there's a master class for almost everything in the world now. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, I'm going to teach you how to tie your shoes. Professional shoe tire or something like that. Well, there's one the Duffer Brothers, the guys that directed it, did about how to make a hit monster series. And it's a master class on how to create your own monster series thing. To me, it seems like you could just make a master class on anything you're good at already. And there's so many. Someone's going to buy it. Someone's going to check it out. How to like dry leaves could be a good master class. Yeah. Just take something you're good at and then work with it. Like what would your master class be? How to let a moment sit. Like you just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave all that space in there too. Just yeah. Like, how to just ease into the moment you're in not a lot of people know how to live in the moment so good to that you can do that yeah how to unsettle people um how to draw attention to yourself how to be a sad girl what's the definition of of a sad girl it's a vibe like i a vibe it's it's is a vibe but um like if there's a dictionary definition i could look it up i guess right yeah do it Look it up okay. and see what it says. That's what I'm gonna do. Is there sad boys too? Yeah, I think they're sad boys, but I think I think a sad boy is a sad girl. I think it's all encompassing. But then how does uh how does one when does one realize they are or aren't, or does it just develop over time is the question. I think you just know. So like when did you know? You're not a sad boy. I know. Well, I mean I, yeah. I just I'm too excited all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have moments where I'm like maybe down or something too but it doesn't like last usually yeah sad girl definition i'm looking it up now you'll hear the little click of the keyboard i love this sound oh it's so good i kept that on on for texting so it gets a little (laughs) annoying sometimes but (laughs) sad girls are young women likely in affluent western countries who spend time online and embody a particular paradox <laughs> the desire has to spend time online. Um, the desire to express their deepest interior feelings through an aesthetic many consider formulaic. What, 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 what is it? WAI fish, wayfish frames, cur- cursive tattoos. So if someone gets tattoos and cursive writing, sad girl, urban dictionary, urban dictionary is not the best place to go. This is a different definition. Nickname that it, that is Chicana or Latina in origin. 
actually, it says. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> this is not be right. Dude, Sad what if girl. this whole time? Oh, that's so funny. What if this whole time? <laughs> this is actually maybe a better definition. Everyone meant, yeah. What if this whole time everyone meant um, that she got a virgin instead of? <laughs> yeah, of the other. Because it says, yeah. sad girl usually refers to a tough girl who has suffered extreme hardships, i.e. someone she loves or more than one person has gone away for life or been killed through violence, usually street related. And may Boy. be quiet or aloof, but does not let her suffering drag her down. So it's a positive because you're not you're rising above it she's not necessarily affiliated with a gang or club but wears her heritage and her hardships proudly sometimes in tattoo form a tattoo tattoo yeah that's like weirdly on purpose that's so funny i that was completely disconnected for me like uh cholo culture Mm -hmm. chola you know being like it's a common nickname sad girl um Mm -hmm. brown eyes uh brown eyes is a thing so in uh they have a song brown eyed girl a brown eyed girl it's like a sad girl maybe (sighs) who knows it says watch me vida loca the movie and listen to everlast's sad girl and this is (laughs) this is written by sad girl (laughs) september 7 2006 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so someone who considers all the sad girl is maybe saying this all happened to me and therefore this is what it is but um but no i understand like that's great a rising of hardships and trying to not be like a bit a little guarded with feelings that makes sense because that's what most people do they don't don't want to let like how, you know the general phrase and greeting people like how are you doing They're like oh great mm-hmm. and not everyone's doing great you're, but it's just the standard no, response great. yeah I mean, sometimes things feel great. I always, I feel like I usually feel good, but I also, at times, I realize I'm not fully enjoying something when I get to the spot I thought I was going to fully enjoy. And then I'm like, maybe like looking ahead instead of enjoying the moment. I'm trying to live more in the moment these days and not worry about the future too much or spend too much time worrying about that or the past. Yeah. Life's just hard. Life is so hard. When I complain... (laughs) Uh, life is harder. I'm like, well, other people are having to deal with so much more. So what am I complaining about? And I try to like downplay anything I'm feeling to be like, no, this isn't, this isn't even a problem. Some people are stuck in jail and can't even go do things. So what am I, what am I complaining about? Um, right. But those feelings are still very valid. They are. I know. Well, that's the thing. I think we, everyone tries to push those feelings down and be like, oh no, this isn't what, this is just, um, sub important not important or not not as and everyone probably should go to therapy and then Mm -hmm. work out their issues probably be a good thing the world would be better with more therapy Mm -hmm. i just use this podcast as therapy so thank you you're welcome i'll charge you at the end of this episode great Um, i can cash up you i'll put for burritos so it doesn't signal um, that i was getting therapy (laughs) no shame um, for therapy it's great or burritos, frankly. Or, or burritos. burritos, yeah. I'm still thinking about the puppy store. Did we ever share that on the podcast? Um, we said we drove by one. Yeah. Did, did we? I think we talked about it. Yeah. I, I know. Think, I talked with someone uh, about that. 
Yeah, just quick recap. Me and Eric Mm -hmm. ran an errand and we're at this stoplight and I look over and there's a guy holding like a sign, you know, like advertising people to direct them to a store. And his sign says puppies. And I go, what? And I look over, Mm -hmm. I look closer and next to him is like, um, uh, like, uh, like, you know, the, um, like the complex, um, the complex signs that have like all the stores that inhabit the like strip mall or whatever on it. Is it yeah. The name said puppies and I begged Eric to take us to the puppy store and we didn't go and it still yeah. haunts me and I still want oh, to go. No. It's down the street from you. Kind I know. of. You should just go over there. It's a breeder store though. It's for so, sure. Yeah. It's a breeder store. And I, I talked with someone puppies. else. And they're like, yeah, he's like, they said something about it not being the best option, Ooh. like place to go for getting puppies, maybe not nothing shady, but just in the sense of like, it's, I was like, well, are you just going to get to pet a bunch of puppies? Cause I imagine you walk in and sit down in this padded area and these puppies are running all over and you're just feeling like this euphoric <laughs> feeling out yeah. of this world, which I don't think that's the case. There's probably puppies there, but it's not a petting zoo. Yeah. And it would be cool if it was a petting zoo. I do not want to go great. if it's puppies in cages to pick. Well, they, to be fair, I'd... it's probably the cages are probably in the back. Let's be, let's be very clear. Well, not cages. I meant, uh, I should have said like bins, you know, in the windows of a pet store, when you see the puppies <laughs> sitting out in, in like areas that you can see them and then you like, look at the window, you're like, Oh, so cute. And they get you to go in. That's their mm-hmm. advertising. They got to have something out front. Oh, it's the guy. It's literally, it's that guy. It's, well, that guy's there, but at the store <laughs> itself in the window, that I'd hope there are some puppies. I'll yeah. go, but I know I'm not walking out with one. It doesn't matter how cute it is. Um, but you will walk out with one if we go. Oh, probably. probably. No. And then Sammy would have a friend. Yeah. Right. There's a there's a video that was about like older people getting to interact at a retirement center with dogs, and they'd bring these dogs in one day a week. And you see people's faces light up and the dog therapy. Yeah. Pet pet therapy. They don't bring cats as often because cats usually scratch. But the dogs are wagging their tails and and people light up. Yeah. And cats are the omens of death. They come and sit on people when they're about to die. Do they really? They do. No. It's a thing. It's the whole thing on the internet. How come my cat always wants to get up and lay on my, sit on me? He wants to like jump up and and sit there on my chest and (laughs) let me pet him. And he's like, meow, meow. And he jumps up and sits there and then leaves (laughs) after five minutes. And it's like every day. Yeah. So, I mean, one day. And he jumped up on my lap last night too. I had the fan on. So he wanted to sit in front of the fan. He jumped up and wanted attention. So he's wanting to jump on me all the time. You better stay indoors, kid. Bucko. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't do a lot of dangerous things. Although every time I get on a plane, I'm always like, is this the one that's going to crash? I always feel that way <laughs> in advance. I'm like, if it does, I've made my choice. Um, but so far they've all landed, so it's great. But the dogs are really cool. Seeing people that are normally like not not as active or with it or excited just light up is so cool. So that's the thing. Dogs bring joy. Cats bring joy, even if they do bring death also. Sometimes, sometimes be like, oh, so happy, and then all of a sudden, everyone that touched that cat starts just dropping and be like, well, I had my last moments were pretty nice. Yeah, it's tough to find a good cat. Most cats turn and bite you and stuff. Like my friend's cat in Hawaii, they just got one named Shadow, and it's a black cat. 
no surprise on the name. Um, but, you know, happened to be in the kid's playhouse and then turned and bit Silas, their son, on the hand. And that left a little tooth imprint. Oh, and he was, like, crying hysterically because you would as getting bit by a cat. But, like, one moment mm-hmm. the cat's purring and wanting attention and then just turn and bite you. I don't like the two-facedness of it. I've never been a cat person. Not that I hate cats. It's just mm-hmm. like I wasn't raised with them. Yeah. I I was raised with a cat, but then it ran away from, from our house and, and never returned. And so then yeah. at that point, we didn't have cats after that. But I'm like, cats can forget you pretty quick. I think it could be different with certain cats. I feel like our cat now is more like a dog. He probably would never forget us. But other cats will just like, we saw him up the street. Um, four months later and I was like Bootsy and then he like turned and ran off (laughs) he'd found another house and he was just like Uh and he had the white we've talked about this before I think where he had like white paws but he was black so it looked like Mm -hmm. he was wearing these white boots everywhere very cute cat but that one I don't remember biting me very much but there's also kids can be pretty terrible the cats pull their tails do all kinds of stuff and there are my friend's youngest son friends are they he's like hitting his open hand just hitting the cat's back we're like no no pet nicely then he pets nicely but first was like boom 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 (laughs) just slamming and the cat turns and doesn't even bite him but it's just like looking because it's not too hard of a hit but it definitely was like his closed fist just like hitting the cat's Mm -hmm. back so funny and oh another cool thing there's a couple moments where i felt like tom cruise in mission impossible when he's on the motorcycle but i was on the scooter um so kind of like the mcgruber version of macgyver um but i was driving down their steeper hill or going up and then these butterflies were flying by me at the same time and i was and it's like (laughs) or these little these little doves you turn a corner and there's these little like pigeon style doves even smaller though and they're like, they scatter. And I was imagining it in slow motion as you turn the corner, driving by the lava rock, and they're like, <laughs> scattering out. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's something in that with like a bird and Tom Cruise on a motorcycle and is slowly flying away. And so there's moments that make me feel like I'm in a spy movie on the scooter. It's just the best. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I rode the scooter every day, just like cruised down on Ali'i Drive, right on the ocean, and uh, for no nowhere to go just driving to drive and to turn around and drive back. And one of the best, best trips was going all the way down and jumping in the ocean at the very end near some homeless people and then jumping right back on and cruising back and drying out by the time I got back. So you're just like feeling, feeling great driving under the tropical trees through the downtown. And then the smell of like gasoline is a little bit on your hands because the engine is like, uh, there's the exhaust in the back, but somehow it, it gets a little on your hands. So you smell like you've just been mowing the lawn or something like that without grass. But it's just a cool, cool feeling. And the engine's like so loud for the size of you. Like, and you're going by people walking, just making a lot of noise as you're trying to like mm-hmm. just get a little ump to get going, basically. But it's so fun. No, no helmets there either. You got to just let the wind hit your hair. It feels so good. I don't really so, like the wind. Have you ever ridden a scooter? Or a motorcycle? No, no to either. Mm, motorcycle would be fun. Scooters are sa- uh, a little safer because your top speed at the 49cc is like 35 miles an hour, maybe 40 downhill. Um, so, you know, rolling off a bike at 40 is not as bad as 80, 90, something like that. Um, but it's faster than a bike for sure. There's some people that wear helmets there, but most people don't. They just cruise around. And motorcycles, you don't have to wear helmets there either. 
you can't, but it's like a heat thing. You could actually like pass out. Oh. So one of my friends that lives up north has a bike that goes like 240 miles an hour. It's a racing bike. <laughs> it has settings that says not legal. Like it's electric switches to set engine settings. And someone had modified it. So the main settings like sport, road, cruise, not legal. Um, and he just turned it on and revved it in his garage just to show me. Because it's like a, as I say, a crotch rocket when you're sitting there. And I was like ear yeah. deafening, just like room. And that was only like 3,000 RPMs. So he'll take that Jeez. and cruise. And I was like, yeah, that's too fast for me. The scooter is going to be probably good. Mm-hmm. But it's it's fun. There's Everything a fun about stuff. a motorcycle. I mean, I like um, cafe racers. Yeah, it looks so cool. They do. They really do. But everything about motorcycles is so inconvenient, and like I kind of like that. Like I I normally would love that, mm-hmm. but like I love listening to music. I don't want to have headphones in. I don't yeah. want to be. The jerk who has their radio blasting oh, on know. a motorcycle. Some motorcycles um, have they like, where's that coming from? It's just like so loud. Yeah. And like to trust, it's the, I feel like it's the ultimate test in trusting other drivers because you your can. footprint is so small. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No you, you have to pretend like everyone's out to get you. Uh, one, mm-hmm. one comparison is like bicyclists assume that everyone is looking out for them. Be like, well, you have to move for me. I'm on a bike. Motorcyclists assume everyone's out to kill them. <laughs> it's the exact, exact opposite, like mindset when you're on the road on a bike. And I've seen so many times there and here where the biker's just shaking his head as someone tries to merge right into them. <laughs> like it happened in Bellevue mm-hmm. or Kirkland on the freeway. Someone's just like trying to merge over right into where a biker is. And he's like, just he didn't flip them off or anything. He was just like shaking his head and driving off. And, and I've had one guy shake his head at me when I was merging onto four Oh five before. And I was like, well, you see a car is coming and you're there. Like maybe don't speed up to go. <laughs> I was trying to like figure out how to get in. Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, maybe I wasn't paying as much attention. So I, I feel like it, it could be very dangerous for the, for the bikers, but it's, it's very efficient on gas. You're getting like 60, 70 miles per gallon, uh, maybe 50 and 40 with like the gold wings, those big, big boys, the cop bikes. But most of them are like very good on gas. And if you can keep up with traffic, it, it would be fun in a place that's warmer because there um, or here in the last week when it was 90 degrees, it's just the wind getting wind hitting your face just cools you down. Like in Hawaii, if you're sitting indoors and there's no AC, just some fans getting outside and getting wind hitting just changes your whole, like your core cools down. It's nice. Mm. I had a dilemma this morning cause I, I used to go on Craigslist in the morning, just drinking my tea, searching for some cool things to buy or just what's out there in the vintage world across the board. And I typed in vintage or classic into cars and trucks on Craigslist and there was an old Jaguar for sale, 1995. Oh. It's a four-door sedan, like leather, plush, very comfortable ride. And I'm going to visit family in Idaho next week. And I was like, oh, how nice would it be to drive a Jaguar out there? <laughs> Just <laughs> so comfortable on the road. Um, but And I, I know that the mid-80s to mid-90s Jaguars had a lot of problems. They were known for like breaking down, having electrical issues, stuff like that. Um but I looked up 95 and that's the first year that Ford took over. 
Oh, I didn't know Ford. So Ford that. basically kept all their stuff and changed some things. They they bought they bought out at the U.S. bought out um, for the U.S. Jaguars. Ford bought the rights or something like that. So it fixed some of those issues. So it's the cheapest. The parts are the cheapest to repair if you needed to repair them out of any of them. And they're one of the most reliable years from the old ones. And this one had 166,000 miles and it's oh, that's not bad. 20. Yeah, it was 95. So what is that? 27 years old. So it's like 6,000 miles per year. And it was $5,000. Wow. And I was like, five, five grand. It's like, I already have two cars. <laughs> have the car and the truck yeah. and I was like I'm just about to like change out spark plugs in the Fiat and do all this stuff and I'm like maybe I do all that and I take the Fiat down and I get myself an old 27 year old vehicle but the mileage is similar to my truck it's 18 to like mm. 23 so it averages like 20 probably um but it would be so cool and it, it's black with beige interior and the Jaguars on the front and it looks awesome that's cool so part of me wants it as my third car Mm-hmm. and then have that for like weekend driving or like maybe become like a wedding chauffeur and take people out of their weddings in the Jaguar. And it's three years away that's, from being classic. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that's funny that a 95 car is considered vintage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost, I mean, it's vintage, but to become classic, they have to be over 30 years old, I guess. I've looked this up recently for my truck. Like licensed wise, right? License wise. Yeah. And once you get that, you can buy the, um, classic tabs and never have to buy tabs again. One time you buy them and it, one guy said it was 43 bucks for those tabs. I just bought tabs for both my vehicles a month late. So it was 160 wow. for mine. So Jeez. to never have to buy tabs again in three years is tempting for sure. Mm-hmm. My truck's a good seven years away from that for sure. Wow. But it's awesome. It's a cool car. So if I end up having three vehicles soon, don't judge. I won't. But I could probably trade my Fiat straight up and not need to pay anything. I might get some money back because it's worth more than the Jaguar. So I could walk away with some cash and have the Jaguar. There you go. And I wouldn't get made fun of by the neighbors as much <laughs> with the little miniature car, yeah. which I get made fun of all the time. They're like, you want me to bring my tractor over and pick that thing up real quick? <laughs> so I don't know. It's not a smart choice probably because it's older. And I wanted like reliable, which supposedly they are very reliable, but it's old. So I don't know. Cars are fun. Like you want to, you want to get a muscle car again. So that, or not again. Not again. For the Wait, you had time. a Mustang before, right? No, that's you. That was me for sure. <laughs> but I thought you had something. I thought, I thought you had an older car before too. Well, um, no. Well, my dad, my dad had a, a C10 but it was a dually that he gave me, a 61 Chevy. And then Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a flatbed though. And it, like it mm. just didn't I I he ended up selling it because it, it just didn't make sense at the time. Um it was, if it had an actual bed, it would have looked giant. awesome. Giant. Yeah. Those are cool. Oh, yeah. I I still want a C10, a 61 or a 62. Um mm-hmm. like short bed in like Yeah. uh and like a gunmetal gray or something. Oh yeah, flat. You know? Yeah, or glossy. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, they look so tough. Um, and those are the rounded. The whole truck is like a nice. It's very ergonomically rounded, or like you know, shaped and stuff, right? You know, when you get an ice cream cone, how it has those like ripples. 
You know, each layer mm-hmm. it has like it may have like three layers of ice cream, but like it's one cone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the truck no, has mm-hmm. similar like um, lines. So like, oh, wow. and it goes all the way from like the tip of the hood all the way back down to the trailer bed or the truck bed. Um, it's so sick. Um, now I'm gonna look it up. It's yeah. a what now? A Chevy C10. The 61 and the 62, it says Chevrolet in it. And then the 63 Mm -hmm. and on, like 63 to 65 or something have, um, oh gosh, I don't think it has the Chevrolet um, in the grill itself. Oh, I see here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is 1960 to 66, but they have the Chevrolet in the grill on that one. But yeah, it is like layered. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, is that your, was that your first car? No, my first car was. One of? No, no, no. It was, it was like at near the end of my high school years. My dad wanted, or he gave me the truck, but then like in hopes I'd be Mm -hmm. like a project, you know? Um, Yeah. But it just didn't make sense because I didn't want it to be a dually. I wanted it to be a short bed. So it's like to change out the chassis and then do all of that. You know, it just didn't make sense. Now, though, this would be worth a lot. Yeah. The metal alone. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking the actual look of the truck, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, that's awesome. They're they're cool. The ones that are cool Um, are. That's a classic era. Look up the Apache models. So sick. They're so sick. All of them. It's a C10 Apache. Yeah. Um, I don't like the subsides, but the um, the short beds are dope. Um, my oh first yeah, the car... the double double lights on the front. Yeah, my first car was, I think it was a red blazer, mm-hmm. like a two thousand one red blazer. It was cool. That's when they still made the blazer. No, yeah. I was thinking the Bronco. My bad. That was mm. the um, OJ Ford. Simpson car, right? The Bron- Ford Bronco. Yeah. The Blazers they quit making after a while too. Yeah, they're Chevys. There's a 1959 Apache, all black, that looks just. Oh, that's cool. So cool. Yeah, little round boy. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the thing about the Jaguar too. Being all black, I was instantly like, the paint job's immaculate. Mm-hmm. It instantly looks like plush. Like you have some money, even though it's old. Yeah, but I do want a '68 Ford Fastback. Mm-hmm. Mustang. Mustang. Yeah. So cool. Well, the the way if you could do it, which is expensive, is you can keep the body and then get the guts replaced with like new new engines, all these things that run way smoother. Mm-hmm. So you have the original body with a new car, basically. But that's like very expensive to do. But that would be awesome. I mean, the original is like that little like just sounds like a boat turning on, like vroom, 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 mm-hmm. gurgling. Um, but the new ones would be. Then you could drive across the country not worrying about anything or having to do repairs and stuff like that, too. Because all those older cars need some tinkering here and there. Mm-hmm. That's the, the one downside. You need, like, a second vehicle, and that's your fun car. Yeah. But that's the dream, a 68 Ford Mustang Fastback. You could do it. I know. You, you could do it now and keep your current car and then have that as your second driver. I know, but at a minimum, even, like, these shell cars, they start at, like, fifteen grand. So it's like, if you have, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, just to fix everything up. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, I'd say so. Um, when you I, say a shell, you mean like the engine's not great. No, so there's like kit cars. I meant kit car. So they make oh, okay. um, 
these 68 bodies where you have to like put in everything um and those mm-hmm. start at 15 grand like on the market i don't think i've seen 68s lower than like 18 grand mm-hmm. like they're hard first they're hard to find running condition yeah like in any state um wow yeah they're expensive probably people don't want to sell those because they're a cool era. They're like, yep, we're keeping this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to have those collectors things. And that's why maybe it'd be cool to have a little more space. Cause then you could collect a few things as they come up. Cause occasionally you'll find deals on stuff. So not that this Jaguar is going to be worth more later, but it's cool to hold, find these things. If you find a deal, cause you found one that wasn't crazy expensive at one point, but then you didn't go for that. I think, right. It, it was, was just a regular, it was a, it was a regular 67, um ford mm-hmm. mustang so it, was, it wasn't there wasn't anything special about it um but yeah it was a good price it was like eight grand or something the look of anything from the 60s era 50s 60s is so stylized and unique that some of those old like chevy there i think they're the chevy vans like e econoline vans the old old ones look so oh. cool like it looked like a vw front and there's one for sale on in Seattle, I was like, oh, that would be cool to like, they're like ready to retrofit. I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. It has a bench seat in the very back, open middle, two front seats. And it looked, it looked awesome. Yeah. So stuff like that. I mean, the new stuff is not anywhere. It looks too futuristic. Any of the new electric cars look, they're trying to make them look different. I'm like, just let's go back to that old body style. Can you like retrofit one of those and sell that? Cause that would be, that's the ultimate there. You could hit something and your fender doesn't dent. Mm Mm-hmm with the old ones yeah like the my other 80s day, cars were my boats were cool the other day i saw a 64 ford falcon sp- sprint mm-hmm. Ooh, are they sprints or sprinters um it was really cool it was a um convertible are those the ones where the lights kind of look like wings on the back a little they're like they flare up a little bit they're sprints um no hold on i'll show you a picture so you cool. said Ford Falcon. I thought that they had, I remember ones that had like the fifties ones that had like kind of wings, not wings, but they just kind of went up the tail on the tails. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are, this is the stuff that was in, in the old Hawaii five O show. They have mm-hmm. all these kind of cool old cars and like they're, the engines were huge, terrible gas mileage, but you didn't care cause it looked awesome. Yeah. Oh, it was exactly this, but the, the, the end of it was shorter. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's so like cool. a convertible. It's a convertible. Yeah. Yeah. Those look, those are very stylish. How much was that? No, I just saw it in the street one day. Like someone was driving theirs. Oh. So it was free. You could just. Yeah. I could have held it. him up. Yeah. <laughs> Robbed him. Trade him straight up. Wow. Yeah. These awesome. sprints are so cool. The first time I saw one, I was um, in high school um, going, like driving to my friend's house, like out in the sticks and mm-hmm. it's like orchard 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 and then it was a home and it just it parked in their driveway was a sprint and i was like oh that's so pretty and i kept driving <laughs> yeah i was like oh that's so pretty slowly mm-hmm. driving by like mm-hmm. oh like and i think there's I, I when i see someone in a car that's that that something i've always wanted or something i'm like i romanticize that i'm like man how cool is that first person feel right now um and I think I would feel cool for the first like month or two. There's some things that will never not be cool. Like, but when I first got my 
Toyota truck and I was like, oh, I've always wanted one of these. I'm like, this feels so awesome. And then after a while I forgot that I was driving. It didn't matter as much and I wasn't as, but someone else might think it's cool that doesn't have a Toyota at the time or mm -hmm. whatever else. And my 76 Mustang, probably no one thought it was cool as I drove by, but I felt cool inside of it sure. for a little, yeah, a little that's while. You feel. And same with the Fiat. I feel cool in it, but I go. do realize it looks like an egg. When yeah. I saw the sleek look of that Jaguar, I realized how much cooler I'd look in the Jaguar than <laughs> than in the in the Fiat. And I'm like, I have the clown car. It's cool. I like being a clown, but not a real clown because those are creepy. But just a joke mobile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and with the plus five horsepower sticker on the back. Or I could have this really nice car. I wouldn't put any bumper stickers on because it would just look awesome. So it's a tough, tough call. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen that dopamine hit again. It's time to spend a lot of money. <laughs> Just get that major one two-week dopamine hit and then figure out how to pay for it later. There you go. Yeah. So if you want a Jaguar and you were to get it and I was able to ride in it, you could trade your car straight up for it if you want. Uh, I don't like Jaguars, so it's a hard okay. no for me. Thank okay. you. So if Appreciate I was to it. get one and I was like, hey, let's go over to Whole Foods, you would have been like, no, I don't really want to ride Yeah, I'd this. hop in. You'd ride in it. Yeah. But yeah. like owning one, I, I don't think I'd ever own one. Does it look, does, is it a pretentious car? Is it like a Viper where people, there's like a stigma, not a stigma with it, but like a persona with it? Like, oh, well, this person's uppity a little bit, maybe. I think Jaguar has well. lost their um, sex appeal. To me, mm. it's like a the, it's the a grandpa car. Cool. Yeah, but even then, they mm. didn't work. Like they don't have a good reputation of um, running running well. The sev late seventies yeah. and eighties had a lot of problems. The early seventies are apparently the sought after ones that are worth a lot now. Um, but they have a so they used to look sporty, and now you think it's well. The sedans, the four doors, do look a little more like grandpa. -y, but I think it's a cool grandpa that golfs. And that's, yeah. and I'm 40 now. So I could be a grandpa at 50 without having kids. I'm, I'm that age. There you go. So maybe it's fitting. I put the golf clubs in the back. I could put amps in the back mm -hmm. of the trunk. The trunks, you fit three bodies in that trunk. That's how yeah. you measure trunks. That's how you measure anything. Um, the, the Fiat, you could put no bodies. No bodies. So no bodies could fit in that one. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just fun to kind of want something different sometimes. The, currently, they have after. a cool SUV and like a sport car. Both of mm. those are kind of cool. But like... Oh, yeah, I have seen the SUV. Yeah. But it's That's very, the one my friends owned one of those. Oh, nice. But it's very few and far between, like how um, their reputation is. You know what I mean? Those, those run well. They're new. The new yeah. ones are fine. But you you had that bad era after '95. They're supposed they supposedly got better. I just remember my dad renting one or leasing one for a week or a month before thinking of buying one. It was the Sovereign, that that model. It was the mid '90s one, but it had little reading lights that popped out like you're on an airplane, mm. and a little food tray in the back. So we just imagine we'd be pulling, we'd be sitting in the back, and we'd go to fast food or something, and then we put down our food trays, and we're eating, and, and Dad's driving, and we're reading or whatever. Yeah. And he was testing it in the country roads because it had independent suspension. It was hugging the turns, and it just felt like we were floating along the road. It was so oh, wow. cool. And he and they're powerful too, so you could just go zero to sixty in four seconds. Jeez. So that's why everything about it is like not convenient, mm -hmm. but it's very cool. Sure. 
and sure, Grandpa E maybe a little bit, but I love golf too, so maybe it's fitting. I'm just talking myself into it, but I'm not going to do it because I'm putting, I'm investing in my car right now by trying to fix the spark plugs and stuff, and I already own my car. I don't think there's a current vehicle on the market that, like, I'm excited about in that way that I do mm -hmm. with, like, old Fords, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's few and far between. The new electric uh, Mustang does not look that good. It looks like a Mazda 3, Mazda 6, yeah. which is still okay, but it's not a Mustang. No. Yeah, it's like this weird hatchback thing, right? It's like a mm -hmm. like if yeah. you merged a hatchback and a midsize SUV and like a Ford. Yeah, you'd, and have, a, you'd have the new. And like a Ford Leaf, like a hybrid, like a Prius. It looks like all Nissan those things Leaf, yeah. merged. Yeah, and it, it reminded me of like any other, like maybe slightly different than others, but I'm like, that's not a Mustang. No. And that's what I mean. If they put if they put some retro styling, like the Dodge Challenger, I, I do still love the look of that because it's a throwback to the old ones. Or the Camaro still looks cool. If you put those bodies with just EV, electric vehicle stuff in them, batteries, it mm -hmm. would actually be cooler than trying to redesign the body to look futuristic, I think. How do you feel about Corvettes? Because I saw one, I saw like an early Ooh, I, 90s, I like and I really mm -hmm. liked it. It was a Corvettes are cool. It remind, isn't that what they, they drove in like Magnum P.I. or one of those old older know. shows, I they had them too. Say. The T-tops are cool, the, for yeah. sure. Um, but Corvette has, Corvette and uh, like a Dodge Viper and a Corvette, they, they have like mm. an arrogant attitude about them. Like the person driving them could be cool, also could be a jerk. Is how I, I read it in the past, which maybe is not true. They're just like cool sports cars, but Corvettes are nice. They still look cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah, cause I don't know where to place them. Cause they used to be like muscle sports cars. Um. Mm -hmm. They still are, I think. Right, well, but more like, sports car, less muscle. But what you're. But to much to what you were saying, like, I don't mm -hmm. know who their audience is. Like, I don't know who their driver is. Like, is it still the, like, male driver that's, like, does, like, why? Mm -hmm. so, like, I, I gotcha. also I also yeah. don't know, like, price, prices on Corvettes, current Corvettes, because it's, like, if you if you wanted a muscle car, why would, or a sports, a sports car, why wouldn't you just buy, like, a Porsche? You know, uh, well, because it's American. Corvettes are in that range. They're in that range, though. Isn't what's a Corvette? Chevy it's Ford. 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 Corvette's a Ford, isn't it? It's like a fancy Ford. I don't know. That's so. That's it's sad that I don't know. I, I think should it's know. A Ford. I think it's American. Also, Dodge Vipers, American. Oh, Chevy. These are all American muscle cars. Chevy, Corvette. Yeah. yeah. So there's the Camaro and the Corvette is that step up. So it's like a luxury car. Um, I just, the eighties version of a Corvette driver is a guy with a mustache with cut off sleeves <laughs> or a, you know, I just imagine like a bro driving a Corvette. And I don't think that that that's the same uh, thing that now anyone could probably drive it. It's fine. Yeah. When I hear, um, Oh gosh, what's that car? Like um, think eighties, think eighties. Uh, Thunderbird. No. Thunderbird was there. My friend had a Thunderbird T top. That was cool, and it was an eighties one. There's a car that the driver that I think of 
drinks natty lights, smokes mm-hmm. cigarettes, like in the car, like there's ash everywhere. Yeah. Empty beer, yeah. beer cans, maybe a little methy, but I can't think of what the car is. It's a little methy. Yeah. A little methy. It's a, it's a movie? No, a car but from the 80s. That I I, no, I know of. that. But I mean like, meth, what do you mean methy? Like, like dabbles in hard drugs. Yeah. Oh, oh, sure. It's a party, party guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, oh, there's gosh. the Corvette Camaro. Um, Chevelle was older. You're thinking of a sports car, not a muscle car. Because muscle cars were like that in between of just your everyday driver that's just cool, but has a little more power, like the drag race kind of stuff. But there's so many cool cars. So yeah. the 80s ones were, were probably, honestly, some of the 80s sports cars were some of the coolest. Um, 70s, 80s, and 60s for the muscle cars are like unbeatable. So that's the thing. I think I just, and what was crazy is my Mustang was a 76, and I got it in the 90s, like 90. 98 maybe 99 i don't remember somewhere there but it wasn't it was 15 years old when i got it but looking at that now not to keep bringing up how old i am um but it's it was 40 now it's 45 years old or 46 years old so like some of those early 80s like i i had multiple cars from the 80s that were like boats and like bench seats and kind of cool i got them for 800 bucks or something five four twenty five for one yeah and that car now would be like 37 years old. So you can't find those around. Most of them are not running anymore. But at the time that was like, Oh, it's like Common. a 2002 or 2003 car now. Yeah. And they looked so much more distinct than the 2002, 2003 vehicles we see now. Mm-hmm. I think. My, so, the and first... I've had multiple people want to buy my truck. So I'm like, yeah. cause they're coming nope, back. They're like retro. Sell it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first family vehicle I remember, uh, was a sedan but it was a boat too i go i don't remember the model but it was a gray long car and mm-hmm. one time we came back from church and everyone ran into the house and i was last to get out of the car and i think my mom told me to like get something from the car as she was heading into the house and i turn back yeah. around and i try opening the the car handle and my hands get stuck my fingers get stuck underneath the the door handle and I got pinned and I <laughs> I like, there, like I kept ah. screaming for until someone came out and like helped me. And that's all Did I remember. Did it hurt about the car. or you were just scared? No, it hurt. It was like metal. Oh. You know? Oh it yeah. Was like, so you like started to open it, didn't have the strength or something, and then it closed down and <laughs> yeah. just because the mechanics of all it. those were like a spring. So like the metal hooked onto yeah. a pin that was connected to a spring that connected to the inside of the car. So like all of it was so like high, high like, risk. Yeah. Like a lot of and uh, kids now will never get to experience that. They have like, but yeah. uh, car doors like in a Tesla that I, I took an, a Tesla to the airport and they like, I was trying to open the door and he's like, you just do this and then just barely nudge the door. But you had to hold this button down, just nudge it. And then it pops open. Mm. But I'm like, I wouldn't have, I pushed the button and nothing happened. And I couldn't, I would have been stuck in there not knowing how to get out. But the new ones are like, you just push on this handle, it pops out. And then you push a button and it opens for you or the sliding doors on caravans that just open for you. So we're getting lazier, but the old ones were cool. So it's cool to grow up in eras where we could experience the 80s cars in their prime when it was slightly after their prime. Yeah. My uncle had a T-top Thunderbird, a white Thunderbird. It was so sick. 
At a blue Thunderbirds were really cool. Yeah, at a blue Thunderbird on the hood of the car. White with blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. that pops. Thunderbirds were I forget what, what brand they were too. Car people are gonna be you know how actors Ford. last time we were like botching it? Ford Thunderbird. Yeah. Um, people would just be like, It's a Ford, it's a Ford yelling at their yelling yeah. at their phone or whatever listing on um but yeah the th- my friends was the t-top and the tops would just pop off and you could put them in the trunk and drive or whatever whatever else too and that one was in walla walla super cool not well ke- not as well kept the white one with blue looks sounds awesome yeah it was cool so they need to have more like cars like falcons and stuff like that bring back some of the classics mm-hmm. the falcon was the competitor to the nova to the chevy nova when it was oh. built. Yeah, the yeah. My friend, when I had a Mustang, my friend had a Nova, and that his was like kind of puke green mm-hmm. or military green. Yeah, like a flat avocado. Yeah, avocado green. Mine was a three hundred two. His was like a three eighteen, mm-hmm. and you turn that, it's like rumble, wow, this low rumble, so cool, and bench seats and like you know the kind that if you hit something and whiplash your head would fly off kind of <laughs> or snap your neck so no no support for your for your neck and stuff um but so cool so it was fun to fun to have those at the time but yeah we'll move on from cars i'm i just i could talk about cars forever and some people love cars mm-hmm. and some are some people are like you know what they just get me from point a to point b so um closing thoughts for today any anything you want to let people know about this week that's uh, just a life thought or discovery that you had this week. My discovery is that we need sleep so much. We need we need good amount much. of sleep all the time because mm-hmm. uh, like I I slept last night nine hours and I I still mm-hmm. feel like I'm in sleep debt like I'm exhausted because um, you're catching up from the previous previous few days or something i yeah i'm just exhausted and like i just started a short vacation um Mm -hmm. and it didn't today today starting today and it didn't start start wonderfully well yeah so there's that too you have a little bit of time to yeah and you're hoping on a vacation i think that's the thing about um maybe not being in and you can't help us sometimes but i find like on the trip i took i I wasn't like every day i wasn't like being like wow i'm on this trip and i'm doing this and how cool is this i was like maybe not getting as much enjoyment out of everything even though i enjoyed myself as i could have been if i just wasn't worried about stuff outside of it so it's like figuring a way to shut off the outside stuff at some point is good Mm -hmm. and get the days off that you need but yeah, just taking a nap every day in the afternoon for an hour and a half, that might be a great a great thing for your vacation. Yeah, I may do that soon here. I'm just so tired. Today. Yeah, I'm finally getting back to normal uh, time zone schedules. So by tonight, I should go to sleep at a normal time and wake up and not feel tired. But last night, I didn't play guitar. Stayed up online for a while. So I'm sad girl style, looking online. Yeah. And then, then at midnight, decided to pick up the guitar came up with a song idea recorded it till two and then went to sleep so but it felt like only like midnight or 11 because i'm still in that time zone so by tonight i should be should be good Mm -hmm. so i think my life discovery this week would be don't overexert energy with events and things 
like I was almost going to do a double trip and go visit family right after Hawaii. I was tempted Mm -hmm. Sunday. I was like, maybe I do go out tomorrow, but it's better to get downtime and give yourself breaks in order to be your best self at the rest of the times, I think. Yeah. And you're not missing out on anything. You're actually bettering your times. You're hanging out with people Mm -hmm. probably. Well, we're, we're learning good stuff. And uh, your name today is D-A-H-L-I, Dolly, and mine's Turd Ferg on here. So Turd Ferg signing off for episode 77. And that's where you say, like, Dolly, D-A-H-L-I, signing off. Dolly. So this is still Dolly. Sorry. Um. (laughs) Signing off. Eric's making me, Eric is forcing me to say bye. So it will stay strong. Kiss the ones you love on and in the mouth. And um, drink lots of water. Okay, love you. Bye.